Hello and welcome to the Super Show podcast. I am your host, Chris, and I have a very special guest, someone who's never been on the show before. If you can believe it, it's uh, well, it's just Jamie. Whoa! Thank you for having me. Yeah. Thank you, Chris, for giving me a hard. You went proper sensual there for a second. Like your voice got well just... sexy. Ooh, I- I'm I'm practicing my ASMR because. I've got to make money somehow, Jamie. You know? Have we ever whispered on this podcast before? Have we ever done like a proper ASMR section? I feel like whenever we've mentioned uh, AMSR, ASMR, Jonesy usually kind of leans into his mic and gives he it a does. bit of a sensual, sensual caress. Yeah, because he does that thing that makes my ears go tingly and then the hairs on the back of my neck stand up and I wonder if I'm gay. And then you come in your pants, yeah. I get well, yeah. it, I get it. I mean, yeah, um, that's the usual, you know, that's the domino effect that Jonesy causes in my pants. Hey, we should we should call up Domino's and be like, "Hey, got a great idea for a new campaign called the Domino's Effect." Oh my god! On your pants. It's just a series of advertisements where people call up Domino's or go online or use the app because we're forward thinking like that. They mm. order the pizza of their choice and they get so excited in anticipation of the pizza's arrival, they just come. I I mean, it it sounds like a fucking uh, can winner to me, right? Do you know what? Like also, Golden Lions fucking were there. Yeah, exactly. We're talking historic stuff. And it's also just reminded me that Domino's, at least in the UK, at some point started offering burger sauce that would be drizzled on top of the pizza. I always thought it looked a little bit suspect. Now I know what they were going for. A little bit cummy. Mm. Yeah, apologies Mm. to anyone that listens to this podcast while eating. But I don't think there are that many people. I hope there aren't, at least. But I also also like to feel that like our our audience are, are, are such refined palates that it's gone like it's looped back to Neanderthal kind of style, and it doesn't fucking matter, you know? Yeah. Eat, eat shit, fuck, all at the same time. Like, who cares? I, I had a similar experience like that earlier today where I was watching, uh, I'd say, stream highlights because, you know, like many a working man, I don't have time to spend eight hours a day on Twitch to find out everything that's going on. So some people are just watch their highlights after the fact. You know, yeah. some poor editor on minimum wage cuts it down to 10, 15 minutes. It's perfect for a mealtime. <laughs> Um, and I realized that the streamer in question spent like 15 minutes just purely talking about shit, like feces shit. And I was eating at the time. And it occurred to me like 10, 15 minutes in, like, why aren't I bothered by this? Like, why am I just riding this out? I don't have an because, because, because you're a part of ATG and you were a part of ATG and you are part of Super Show. And we've become so desensitized oh, to any, anything like that. But hey, Jamie, you know what? We're not going to keep on falling into this trap, okay? We're a gaming podcast True. damn it and we will, we will talk about games because hey guess what some weird fucking japanese uh, jrpg series a, a sequel's been announced which we're going to talk about later mm-hmm. but that's not the juicy bit about it jamie it's what what it means it's all about context baby oh right that's an exciting prospect i guess i'm gonna have to keep listening to find out more yes exactly please keep listening past all the waffle <laughs> and shit talk and and ask for I, money. Yeah, exactly. I feel like last week we we I don't I, maybe it's not even last week. Maybe it's just a couple of weeks on the on the fucking go where we've been a bit rogue, and, and maybe we need to like rein it in a bit. What do you think? I mean, it is a thought that occurs to me, but it never occurs to me while we're recording for some reason. What will happen is pick a random night of the week, let's say like a Monday night, I'll go to sleep. Yeah. And just before I'm about to fall asleep, I think to myself, oh God, I said something incriminating. Or, oh God, <laughs> I said something that's going to get me cancelled. I have a huge, you know, crisis 
and I'm you know questioning all my morals and I uh-huh. you know think about texting you or Jonesy saying we need to put the last video on private. We need to put the last one. And then by the time Thursday rolls around again, here we are. And talking yeah. about ejaculate. It's just yeah. it's the way the oh. world works. It is the way the world works. Like we shouldn't deny our caveman tendencies. We exactly. are cavemen. Okay. Yeah. Praise the caveman. Um I think for me it like what it what it is. And I, I discovered this um, when we were were recording the the tabletop uh, the, like D and D adventure, sure. right? The yeah. the summoner summoner quest that we did, um, where I was kind of like I sat I sat you guys down before we started recording. I was like, right, let's listen. This is a branded deal, okay? We're doing this for like a publisher. They're paying us to do it. We're going to do a good job. It's going to be quality content, you know, like. Keep, keep my wife's name out of your mouth kind of thing like this is on board yeah. and as soon as those cameras rolled i went absolutely fucking rogue yes i remember it well and i i feel like that's what happens to me now like i will have the best intentions i might not vocalize it but i'll be like you know what this week it's fucking gonna be no dick talk mm-hmm. no ejaculate talk okay well straight into straight into the gaming wham bam thank you ma'am not in a sexual content context in a gaming context well, but each and every single week i prove myself to be a clown a fool of my own making we could still more or less make good on that promise now like we, what are we we can't be more than like we're less than 10 minutes into this thing we can turn the ship around right like if we work together we can pull through kind we, of thing we we can if you can. build it they will come but here's but here's the question is the foundation that we've built the super show on based on rusty shits and uh, and explosive cum shots? I, I don't, don't know. I don't think so. I, I'd like to think there's more substance. There's more meat on the bone. I might be wrong, but <laughs> I, I don't know. I think there's a little bit more to us than that. But hey, you know that's the risk you take when you go in that direction. You know, you, you pigeonhole yourself sometimes. Yeah. Well. Hey, let let's try. Okay, we'll let's get try. back into the swing of things. Let's try it out. I've got a, like a fucking seven eighths full can of monster that's going to drive me through video game discussions for the next two hours, baby. Nice, I like it. I just have uh, aqua. So, yeah, cheers to you. Jamie. Hey, you know what they say about water? Um, they say you need it to live. That's what I've heard, anyway. Confirm or deny? Hmm. <sighs> I mean, I once had an argument with a high school teacher because she wouldn't let me drink water because I was spilling it all over the place like a fool. And then I argued with her. I said, the human body is comprised of 70% water. What do you fucking expect me to do? Yeah, but you shouldn't have been so, spilling it all over the place. You were behaving like a knob. No, but hold on. Okay? Because if your body is 70% water okay. and all of a sudden it's at 69% water and you're drinking and you get it up to 70%, you're going to fucking spill some water. That's not how like, water works. Mate, that's exactly Human, how it works. Humans aren't like skin jugs that get full and then start like it pouring is, over the it top. It is. Have you never like like uh, fucking I don't know dropped a toaster in your in your bathtub? Like that's what happens. I've never done it. I've seen uh, and heard of it happening, but again, I I don't understand what that has to do with you spilling water in class. It's electrifying. It is I uh, see? Okay, there you go. Now we've gone full circle. Anyway, talking about circle, Jamie. Yeah. Yeah, uh, you know. It's not really a segue, and it's not really <laughs> talk about circles. That's why I said yes because I really wanted to know what the circle. Like, where's the circle, Chris? Tell us where the circle no, is. No, I will. I will tell you exactly what the circle is. Okay, people are either watching this on YouTube or listening 
on a podcasting platform of their choice. I'm talking about Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, some of all the other shit ones. Uh, but we are also available on Paisley Radio Thursdays, 10 p.m. PaisleyRadio.com, right? Mm-hmm. Repeated on Monday. Okay. That is, okay, time is a flat circle, Jamie. Okay. Okay. And so that's, that's now we've linked back to the circle and the segue is complete. Is that what you're getting at? That's, that's what I'm going. Yeah. Okay. Also, Segway was the brand name of a personal mobility scooter. And their and wheels are circles. I get it. See, I Boom. should never doubt your podcasting expertise. You've always got something to bring to the table. I was going to tell you some real basic bit shit like, oh, a circle looks like the letter O, just like the O found in the word pod that makes up part of the at Super Show pod handle that we're reachable <laughs> at. There you go. Well, yeah, hey, you, you took the words out of my mouth because at Super Show Pod, uh, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, although we haven't posted anything for like, I don't know, fucking two years, whatever. Get off my back. All right. <laughs> yeah. Chill. But then every time we bring it up and talk about the fact that we don't post anything, we usually immediately post something afterwards. So I'm fully expecting something to go up there in the next week. Uh, I mean, picture of my arsehole quickly. I don't know. Like, maybe not the hole. You can get like the area around it, but just not the hole itself. I think that's frowned upon. In um, oh, Instagram or uptight about, I think. See, I think Twitter. You could Twitter's do the whole. Cool. Bro, I've seen some shit on Twitter. Oh yeah, like it might put a little blocker there where it's like, oh, you need to say you actually want to view this stuff because it's very sensitive material, um, which assholes <laughs> usually are considered. Um, but it will let you keep it there. I looked it up. We haven't posted anything since we went and had wings. Can you guess which month that was off the top of your head? Um, this might depress you or impress God, you. I'm gonna go ahead and say. Uh, November. Oh, you thought about it. It was October, and you would have been. I was going to say October, yeah, I but I was like, no, that's that's it's ah it, oh, fucking okay, fine, it's a shame. I knew I knew it was to, I, I knew it was in Q four, Jamie. Yeah, well, I better memory than me. I actually would have got it. I might have guessed this year for Rhino. That's how much again time <laughs> has felt like a flat circle for me. Shout out to the crazy. sixty people that liked uh, the pictures from that meal. Wow, decent. Man, Breaking I the could, internet. Yeah. Fucking move over, Kim Kardashian. Uh, she's still... Yeah, fucking whatever. <laughs> she's she's Maybe, out there. She's the, the uh, no, no, guy whose on. eyeballs are, like, big. Yeah, he's he's a weird dude. Listen, we, you are derailing me, okay? I'm I on a mission from from God. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm in the missionary position right now, okay? And we are going to be talking about games, okay? And, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes we like to start off these things with, like, a, a small... Like gaming news tidbit before we get into some housekeeping and then the main news story. Okay, so this little small, this small little tidbit, uh, I'm going to lean on you for a lot of it because yeah. I, feel, I feel you you have probably a lot more to say about it than I do at the moment. Uh, but our good old friend, the 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 dude that keeps on giving, good old Kojima, Kojima Productions, back in the news in a way, in a, in an odd way. Okay, because a few things have happened, and some people are kind of reading into it. And for once, it's not me being the one kind of reading into it. Did you almost fall off of your chair, dude? No, I just rearranged. And then I smiled because I'm on camera. Hi, everyone. Hi, hi. That was me rearranging. Yeah. Um, so, essentially, Kojima Productions has, have left their initial headquarters and they've relocated. Yes. And they are now in their new offices. Now, over the past couple of weeks, you know, Kojima with his fucking Instagram and Twitter posts and this, that, the other, showing off some 
unreleased Sony technology, like video conferencing technology that they've been using to do like motion capture across continents, I believe. Um, another kind of development that goes hand in hand with this is that Death Stranding is now part of the banner. This is not fucking stupid, I guess, right? Yeah. Part of the banner of the PlayStation Studios kind of like, you know, the, the banner image. Mm-hmm. Okay, now, which would seem to make people think that, hey, guess what? An announcement is going to come by saying that Kojima Productions is going to be bought or folded into PlayStation Studios. Uh, so for those who don't recall, Kojima's not a first-party publisher for PlayStation. Correct. He got, he got like, bankrolled, like, financed by Sony. But as far as I'm aware, it was just it was just like a contractual agreement. Like, we'll give you money, you make a game for us. Wham, bam, thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, there is an understanding that, hey, he's probably more aligned to PlayStation than anything else, but his game has come out on PC. But again, that's not much different to PlayStation Studios' strategy anyway. Yeah. So, uh, Jamie, talk to me. Well... <laughs> I think you kind of hit the main bullet points on the head and what you really kind of got at, which is the heart of the issue for me and the reason why the internet loves to latch onto these kinds of issues and these kind of discussions is because it's one of those situations where there's, you know, we talked about the domino effect earlier. This is like the reverse of the domino effect. It's like the domino vacuum where the domino effect (laughs) is like all these logical pieces of the puzzle that all kind of connect together. But the vacuum is the lack of information that we're left with around why certain things are happening. And that's where the the internet loves to kind of fill in the gaps, often with speculation and nonsense and rumor and hearsay. So you you hit the nail on the head when you talk about the banner. You like, yes, okay. Uh, Death Stranding was bankrolled by PlayStation, and I think PlayStation even owned the rights to the kind of the property that is Death Stranding. But why yep. is a uh, video game developed by Kojima Productions the only image on that entire banner that is representative of like an independent studio or a studio that they don't own? And it's a like very knowingly recently updated thing. They added, um, for example. Uh, updated images for Horizon and Gran Turismo and the MLB The Show series to the banner. There's also, of course, uh, situations in the past where updated PlayStation banners have accidentally revealed things too early. There was the time that PlayStation Japan accidentally leaked a version of the banner that had... um, it wasn't Housemark, it was Bluepoint um, in the banner. Oh, yeah. And, of course, it was months later where Bluepoint would actually finally be revealed as an acquired studio and now part of the the you know, the, the first-party um, sort of group. So there's that. And then, um, yeah. like you said, there's also the office. Like, yes, they've moved office, but no, no one knows where they are and no one knows why, like the circumstances <laughs> under which they moved and where they've moved to. Again, like very unusual. Tokyo seemed like a logical place for someone like Kojima to be. I, I, like, why would you leave that setup? Like, why? Why did it not? Did they outdate it? And if it's something as simple as that, like outdate it or outgrew it rather. If it is something as simple as that, why aren't they saying anything? And the landlords just didn't want to like renew the that's contract. A, that's the fucked up thing is it could always <laughs> be that simple, and it usually is. What's the um? What's the expression like? Um, Occ- Occ- Occam's razor. Yeah, Occam's razor. Like if you Occam's razored every single bullet point here, like <laughs> everything would just disappear overnight. But that's just not how video game speculation works. And then you yeah. get other little things there, like we still know that Sony are very publicly on the warpath when it comes to acquisitions. 
Uh, Jim yep. Ryan is always out there saying about how they're looking to acquire new studios. They will make more acquisitions this calendar year. That's just a fact. It's not like yep. a prediction. You don't have to be an insider to make a statement like that. It's going to happen. There were, of course, rumors a couple of weeks ago that, you know, believe you believe people like Greg Miller and Jeff Grubb, a PlayStation acquisition, a major one at that, was imminent at one point, like two or three weeks ago. And, of course, that never materialized. And then there's also questions about, hey, I remember this time last year, we were doing a podcast where we talked about uh, Kojima and maybe Phil Spencer, um, you know, yeah, bunking up yeah. and a, a cheeky collaboration between Xbox and Kojima. Is that still happening or could that even still happen if PlayStation were acquiring Kojima Productions? Um, these kind of questions are the things that gets mouths yapping, that gets lips wapping. Well, wa- you, you really want to tail, call wap? Tails wagging, lips oh, smacking? L- lip smacking? Lip smacking. Dick All throbbing? around the world. Well, yeah, I mean, my dick has kind of got a little bit of a pulse going on at the moment. Yeah, like. I mean, I um, should hope so, because otherwise I mean, your heart's not working. It's Kojima. Yeah, there's always blood pumping. That's the way the body, human body <laughs> works. Uh, just slightly more so at a slightly elevated rate when Kojima's yeah. name is being thrown around. All right, well, Jamie, look, when it comes to Kojima, you know that I am very much on board and enjoy the kind of yeah. roller coaster ride around the conspiracies. Okay, now obviously, uh, <laughs> Blue Point Games and Abandoned have been in the news recently, and uh, some people are kind of connecting tenuous dots together at this stage. Do I still believe that Hassan Karaman is Hideo Kojima? I mean, they're clearly two different people, but it is fucking Kojima. I'm still standing by it. Wow. But. Yeah, Bold. but but even even with this like latest kind of thing, th- those those links are like fucking shaky. Yes, <laughs> at best. I, I, but I, I, ja- I, yeah, sorry. Well, I was going to say, Jamie, like with all of this news and and kind of like, why is this such a big story for people? Like, surely <sighs> the news that PlayStation are going to acquire Kojima Productions is like, yeah, and. Obviously, this was going to happen. So, I mean, there, there there should be a bit of that, but I agree with you. There's not. <laughs> I think what we've just seen over the last couple of years online, and it's kind of grown hand in hand with the kind of the idea of the the so-called video game insider and leaks and rumors and so on and so forth. Like people are just hungry for information in a way that they seemingly never have been before, or maybe have been before, but found other ways to satiate themselves. Um, yeah. And I think like, characters like Kojima and, mm. like we said, the kind of the vacuum that is left when certain questions aren't answered just give themselves perfectly, lend themselves perfectly to the kind of speculation that usually half of these you know bits of bullshit stem from. One Reddit thread gets created, you know, one news aggregator picks up the Reddit thread and decides to transcribe it because it's <laughs> technically... Even though it's not news, they can just said, "Oh, so and so said this, and that's technically a fact." And then yeah, gets, and then the know, next person reporting is that, "Oh, VentureBeat said this." Exactly. And then yeah. VentureBeat, and then they're like, "Oh, uh, Yamatsu said this," and all that shit. Yeah, I get it, dude. One thing I, I will say though, with all of these uh, gaming news journalists with their leaks and their fucking updates and everything, can I can I tell you, people need to stop fucking listening to them. Well, it, it's fun, sure. But remember that, like, fucking 95% of the industry were like, yep, yeah, uh, you know, Switch Pro this month. See, it's happening. 
I, I get what you mean, and I, I do think that when it comes to certain insiders that, you know, linger around on Twitter and have like a 15% hit rate, I agree. But I do <laughs> think that there are figures that kind of uh, sit on the border between insider and journalist who are worth listening to for one reason or another. Like yeah, we, do you know who? Do you know who, who Jamie? Who? Me. I mean, Me. Because you know what? Of all the predictions that I've made, I've fucking come out tops, haven't I? I fucking predicted the, the Bethesda acquisition not the yeah. Bethesda the um the there was one which one was it no Blizzard Blizzard yeah that was it I can predicted it mate called it I'm I'm, I'm the insider I, I am the only person you ever need to listen See, to not just not just for games for that, life advice that's a legitimate cool shot like I think so much of being an insider nowadays when it comes to the video game industry is just making logical drawing logical conclusions based on like what's happened historically like at least oh, yeah. your one was like a shot in the dark that actually landed. That's kind of cool. <laughs> it was pretty fucking cool. But no, I, I agree with you. And, and people got to remember that as well, right? Like, if they want to stay insiders, they're not giving, well, they're not giving up their sources, but they're mm-hmm. also not, they're also not giving you the full picture or right. they're, they're hiding it. They're, uh, you know, being a bit yeah. shady about it. Like, I, I don't know. Like, like hey, like, People like Jeff Grubb and Greg Miller, or whoever you want to talk about, when they're journalists like that and have a, a face that's a part of a YouTube channel or a website that's bigger than them, they're not going to break NDA, for example. So if yeah, they get exactly. told about something formally, they're not going to share it. They're still journalists at heart. It's yeah. where you get into the dicey game of like, oh, here's some dude on Twitter with an anime profile picture and 3,000 followers who says that <laughs> Metroid Prime 4 is coming out this Christmas. And yeah. that's what you, that's the leap of faith, you know. Or 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 it's like some report that like, oh yeah, this publication from France that no one has heard of. It's like, mm. yeah. But as we'll find out a little bit later, sometimes that stuff's kind of true. Yeah. Every now and then a leak comes good, and that's when it's exciting. Yeah. Do, do Every you... now and then, you know, people out there pull a Chris from the Super Show, and they fucking get shit right. Okay. For sure. Do, do you want uh-huh. my, my boring take though on like just to put a bow on the Kojima thing? Do you want my boring take on all of it? Yeah. Sony or PlayStation are not acquiring Kojima Productions. Death Stranding got added to the banner to represent the fact that they own that IP and it's more yeah. recognizable than the thing it replaced, which I think was uh, Pixel Opus and Concrete Genie. I just think yes, they, yeah. they said oh, it's like a bigger brand, it's more recognizable. Um, more sales. Exactly. Um. Uh, Kojima Productions collaboration with will with Xbox will materialize at some point, and that isn't off the cards. And uh, when Sony do eventually announce PlayStation, the new PlayStation Studio, and their next big acquisition, a bunch of people will claim, "Yep, this is the one I knew about." But most of them will be lying. <laughs> yep. Much Fair like enough. Bungie, it will be one of those things where we go on Twitter and go, "Oh shit, that's yeah. just happened." Well. <sighs> I think if it had to happen with Kojima, it's like it wouldn't be an oh shit moment. It would just be like a yep. Mm-hmm. It, it's almost like so. it's almost. Oh, it's like there's a car on a field, and all of a sudden the car oh, goes moo, and you're like, oh yeah, cars go moo. Yeah, but isn't that what the butterfly effect's all about? In fact, if Ashton Kutcher taught me anything, it's that every time something like a cow mooing happens, mm-hmm. something in the video game industry changes as a result. Yeah. I mean, basically, maybe. like a butterfly flaps its wings and Hideo Kojima loses his hands. That's the way <laughs> the like, video game industry works. I like it. I like it. Oh, my God. A, a, a little bit of an aside, right? So, you know, 
my son listen like goes crazy for songs on repeat sometimes you know he'll he'll latch onto a song and he'll just be like i want to listen to it over and over again not recently but uh maybe towards the end of last year he was really into this one song from like lion king 2 which is like one of these like straight to straight to yeah. vhs or dvd movies but there's a portion of the song that takes soundbite from that film and the the soundbite is one of the like evil lions saying try clapping if you don't have any hands and i just oh thought that was God. like the grimmest fucking thing to have included in, in oh, like wait. a kids film are you saying that's grim because you're picturing a lion like hitting its stumps together or no that like the lion is threatening whoever that they were talking to saying this is what i'm imagining okay i don't know the fucking Okay, watched. our brains went to completely different places then. Okay, okay. So, so my my thinking was, someone was clapping. The line didn't like it. The line was like, essentially, oh, how, how are you going to clap if I fucking tear off your your hands, you fingers? Okay, I don't know what, what this what is about think? me, and I'm not into bestiality. But my first thought was like, turn around and let me see that booty clap kind of thing. Like clapping wow. with no hands, you twerk and you make the booty clap. Right. Okay. So, what? 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 What's the sound of one ass clapping? It's like the famous philosophy thing. If it, is it? Is if, it the famous if, philosophy if you, thing? If you make an ass clap in the woods and no one's around to hear it, does it make any noise? Yeah. Have those cheeks been clapped? Exactly. Knows? Well, you'll never know because you need a witness. True. Actually, that's that's how. If I know anything about philosophy, nothing happens unless someone saw it. Wow. Well, Jamie, taking it back to kind of the butterfly effect. Okay. Yeah. After talking about clapped cheeks all right somewhere in a forest some cheeks are getting clapped I agree. which through a chain of events leads as all things do all roads lead to the super show okay. right because this is a very very strained segue but from those clapped cheeks to in the forest to a city to a domicile to an internet connection to a comment box to comment of the week baby it's coming up and yes that was that was maybe the worst segue that we've ever had in this uh, 118 episodes i'll tell you what chris i I can think of a lot of words to describe that segue but slick's not one of them oh there we go i like that one jerry because you've just fucking trumped me on that one because this comment of the week is coming in from slick 1977 Welcome back, Jonesy. Well, it's fucked already, so... I, mean. <laughs> I love how it starts like that. <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, shit, shit will... Okay, let me just interject here. Shit's going to hopefully, like, even up very, very soon, okay? I think maybe next week we're going to have another disruption, but after that it should be plain sailing, I hope. Ah, <laughs> oh, yeah, so, you know, and poor Jonesy. But back to the comment. Agreed that Jamie definitely thought of a good reason... Regarding the clones conversation, yes, Jamie. No, thank getting you. Getting those, clearing those cobwebs, getting those gears turning. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a mind teaser, not a mind melter. Exactly. Uh, but then it goes on to say that would definitely make a good spin-off series of Chris making up random questions and the answers between the three of you. That is something I should like bring into the mix every time I uh, present, right? Yeah, I mean, I was going to say that there's an element of that to just about every conversation we have, because someone usually <laughs> throws out some weird question or hypothetical, but maybe this just means not even applied to, to gaming. Just yeah. the whole wide world. 
I, I mean, I, I obviously had that previous one prepared, uh, but off the top of my head. Oh, God. Would you rather have... Would you rather have feet where your hands are? Okay. Or hands where your ears are? Feet where your hands are, okay. And I still have feet on my feet. Yes. Or hands where my ears are. Yeah. I'd have feet where my hands are. I guess. Feet where my you hands have... are because, like, obviously it would be, like, it would be very difficult because of, actually now I need to think about all the things I use my hands for. I just don't want hands where my ears are. Like, I'd be uh, presumably would... even more repulsive to everyone on planet Earth than I already am now. If I had... well, maybe you'll maybe you'd have the little, you know, the, in fact, the, look, look, the, the peacock. Kind of uh, actually, thinking that. about it, I was going to go for that because the idea of not being able to play video games ever again because my hands are now feet—that's pretty distressing. The idea yeah, of video being... games, sure, sure, that's what you want to do. With <laughs> your hands. Okay. Hey, man, I could give myself like a foot job very easily if my hands were feet. Thank you very much. Um, hey, if you're into it, I'm... I'm not for what for the record, but I'd pro- I mean I'd have to explore. I'd have to experiment. You know, there'd be a brave new world. Um, I also just think that like having hands where my ears are, yes, there would be a part of me that would be disappointing, t- disappointed to repulse everyone I ever met and to be like that kind of that freak show, like I can't walk down the street without being stared at. But at the same time, it's like, do you know what? People are shallow, people are superficial. Let them live their lives and have their preconceived ideas about me and the quality of my hearing. I'm just going to be the kind of guy that can feed myself by like grabbing food like this and just put it straight in my mouth like that. Oh, I like it. Smart. I've got a confession to make because I think... I was going to say, hands where your feet are, and uh, uh, feet where your hands are, and hands where your feet are. But I guess hands where your feet are, like, no problem. Yeah, you'd be like a monkey. You could, like, actually yeah. grip things with your feet. It'd be amazing. It'd actually be pretty fucking cool. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, back to the comment, because <laughs> it does go on. Um, a bit of advice from Stick Really. Take no notice of viewing figures. Said than done. Uh, it could be down to random stuff. For example, people having a busy week. And leaving it on watch later. I do that, then I binge watch. Uh, need some merch for you guys to promote. Maybe not come men stuff though. <laughs> Although I think you know, I'd like to imagine there's a fifty-fifty, you know, need for it and repulsion of it. Mm. Who knows? Uh, and then just to wrap off this uh, insane uh, comment of the week. Also, Morbius isn't as bad as people make up. It just seems that it's. Cool to bust Jared Leto's balls for no legitimate reason other than Suicide Squad wasn't what they expected. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that's that's a fair take. I haven't watched Mo- uh, Morbius, so yeah. I can't I can't really say anything, can I? I have not watched Morbius either, but I agree with the take that at some point it became cooler to bust Jared Leto's balls harder than his balls deserve to be busted. Yeah, true. That, that dude is an Oscar winner, as we discussed literally just last <laughs> week, I think. Yeah, which is fucking mad. Uh, but yeah, Slick, thank you. It it was a mental comment just because there was so many facets to it. But I I chose it because those are the kind of comments that I really like. Getting mm. into you know the the meat of it, all right? Just yeah, kind of like and chunk it. You know, it's if good. you're gonna get a prime time slot and get picked for comment of the week, you want as many of your thoughts as you could possibly articulate to get crammed in there at once to you know make the most of your time in the sun. Yeah. Do you think we should we should start like like giving hints as to what we want people to kind of like comment on, like like mm. uh, like like homework almost, right? Like, well, hey, I tell think us what you guys think about this. 
thing. I think there are some weeks where like a kind of homework assignment like that can be a natural extension of the conversations we're having. But generally speaking, I like the freeform kind of nature. I want people to feel like they can write whatever they want and have an equal chance of being comment of the week. I don't want to, you know, Absolutely. put people into, into, you know, I don't want to label anyone. 2022, Chris, is all about dropping the labels. Oh, is it? Yeah. Big time. Because okay. we're all just humans at the end of the day. I thought we were dancers. Mm, that's the question. Yeah. Anyway, um, I, I'll tell you what, I do have some homework for certain people. If you are someone who comments, that's cool. Leave whatever comment you want. You know, it, we will consider all and every comment, comments of the week. But I would like the people who have never commented before to pipe up for a bit. Even if it's just wow. to say hi. Even if it's just to say hi. No, because I, 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 I was curious, right? Because on Twitter... Um, we've got almost like a guardian angel in a way, Jamie. Right? Mm. Uh, and that is Mindful Pig. Shout out to Mindful Pig. Such a fucking cool dude. Every time on Twitter, whenever any kind of like streamer or YouTuber puts out a request like, hey, what, what content creators do you guys listen to or watch or follow or what podcast, etc.? He is always without fail like recommends us and and he gives us a shout out and i want to give him a shout out back thank you mindful pig but it, it got me thinking okay he, these content creators let's call them yeah they ask they ask for these shout outs mindful pig says super show yeah and i wonder if any of them ever come through no, that, oh, like that, that was literally what I was thinking while you were saying that is that <laughs> for you know, for as much as I appreciate the diligent work of people like Mindful Pig, like I I just look at tweets like that as self promotion at this stage. Like you yeah. just know it will get engagement. Like that's what yeah, it's all exactly. about. Like, and it will get engagement. But yeah, because that, like, everyone's got an opinion and everyone's got a favorite. Well, but, right? but also because it's like it's not only is it a cry for like replies, it's a cry for replies that include people that are tagged, so that everyone's following the people that get that then get used in those responses also gets made aware of it, and those and pe those people get 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 tagged in responses invariably like and retweet it because they like feeling pumped up too, and it's just like a, it's a fucking you know it's a daisy chain of just people seeing that original tweet. I don't like it. It's, Jamie, it's like, it's social it, engineering. Don't worry that you don't like it, because it's all going to end as soon as Elon Musk buys Twitter. Okay? I should hope so. He's, he's put in the offer, baby. Changes. Yeah. yeah. He's put in the offer. Uh, he's got the bucks. I, what I would love to see is him not waste money spending, I don't know, what was it, $41 billion on Twitter, yeah. and just send a bit of money our way. You know, Even as little as $2. Elon Musk could get access to our Discord server, Jamie. Can you believe it? I can, yeah. Ah, well, because, yeah, we came up with the yeah. pricing. Those tiers have been pretty solid for a while now. Like, yes. Yeah. yeah. Been and I am, of course, using that <clears throat> as a segue to mention <laughs> our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash super show. I think I said .com there. Um, yeah, it kind of sounded like it. I, I'm, I'm a foreigner. At least you didn't call and... it the pooper show. Patreon.com forward slash pooper show. No, patreon.com forward slash super show. Okay, sign up, support us if you can, if you have a few dollars to spare. As I said, as little as two dollars get you access to our Discord server, but we also have Patreon exclusive content up there. Go check it out. Uh, and hey, some of the tiers mean that I get to call out your name, which I shall do so now. 
I'm talking about Aaron Cameron, Athletic Gravy, Bill Caesar, Brimstone, Cole K, Helium Joker, I Snort Rock Salt. Don't want to know what his like nasal cavities look like. Yes, but Cam Don Nielsen, Leo Merger, Mindful Pig, you know, shout out. Mr. Anthropic, Nathan Pierce, Neil, hashtag Daniel, past his guild, scary omen, starful kid, the boldest beauty, the gorgeous gelding, yummy eunuch, the one and only Mark Clancy. And then, Jamie, now the big boys. I'm talking about Brett Z, aka Shellshock, Doppler, Geometric Potter, Hacksaw Book Read, Manuel Guerrero, Peaswad, and the Unaged. Everybody from the lowest tier to the highest tier supporting us, helping us out. All I can say is thank you. It means so much to me and it means sure means the same to you. If it not even fills more, me please. with pride, Chris. It makes my belly swell with pride to see the list of patrons that have seen fit to support us on our journey. Yeah. What I what I really like about the Patreon list is like there's not much movement. Like we've got a good solid base there. Like, yeah, yeah, and, and like that, I think even that means a lot more to me than say like having. And I'm going to be serious about this. I'm being entirely honest. I'd rather have a base that comes back time and again that is less than having a higher amount of people that kind of cycle through them each week. Yeah, I could see that. I, yeah, yeah, I'm being totally genuine about that. Like, legitimately. So, probably, yes. I think I agree. Yeah. So thank you, one and all. You keep the lights going, the cameras rolling, the uh, Discord working, although it did crash on us just now. Yeah, um, crazy. Fucking hell. Uh, and, you know, keeps us editing in fucking crazy timeframes that we do to try and get you a <laughs> a podcast out each week, even if it's just the two of us and not a full house. But hey, like I said, the full house, it's coming, baby. Step by step, full <laughs> house. 90 Eventually. 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 Yeah. Anyway, Jamie. You know what? Yeah, I want to know because I, I, I can just tell just by just by looking at your face, Jamie. I look at your face and I think to myself, "This guy fucks." And not only does he fuck, he games. And I know that this week you have been doing some like stellar gaming on the go, haven't you? I can't. I can't tell if you're being so. I think you're being sarcastic, but then I don't know if you actually know because we haven't talked about the thing that I'm going to talk about. Um. <laughs> so yeah, I'm, I'm really struggling to read between the lines on that one. You're being very cryptic. Hey, well, why don't you? It's a gift, okay? It's a my God-given gift. God did not give me many gifts, Jamie. In fact, he's I'm probably in a bit of a deficit here, and yeah, even this isn't a gift. But I'm trying to convince myself that it is. All right, just roll with it. Like, let me have this. I need a win. This I'm not going to okay? take so, your gift away from you. I understand. Thank you. All right, go on. Tell me what have you been yeah. playing? What have you been doing? Look, I mean, in terms of like playing, in terms of the you know day to day gaming, it's a lot of the same shit. I'm I'm kind of not quite stuck in a rut, but I do feel I need to break through a couple of the titles I've had in the on the on the go recently to kind of you, make you room in that my life. backlog. You yeah, that backlog exactly. You Elden know what Ring. I'm like. Well, Elden Ring is one <laughs> of the things I would like to play, and the summer would be a smart time to play it. That's all I'm going to say. I'm not going to make any promises. Um, okay. The only thing that I did sort of that's of any real note um, this past week is I, I mentioned last week that I went to uh, an event for the for, for WrestleMania, which yes, was kind yeah. of WWE 2K22 uh, tie-in. Um, yeah. 
that was all very cool. And then uh, the person, a friend of ours, who uh, is also friend and friendly with people who at 2K, subsequently invited us to go and visit them at a gaming convention slash festival of sorts that was taking place in London about a week ago called WASD. Um, which it was funny nice. um, talking to some of our non-gamer friends about that, and they were going like, "What the fuck? What, what even is that? What's that stand for? What's, <laughs> what does what it mean? Yeah, what does it mean? <laughs> the um, numbers, Mason. <laughs> yeah, and how like trying to answer questions like that while seeming like well-read but not a fucking nerd, because um, really <laughs> you don't have to. You Im- don't have to. Impossible, be one. man. Impossible. Well, yeah, exactly. Um, but that was pretty cool. Uh, obviously. 2K themselves, uh, obviously very grateful for the opportunity that they gave us to to head on down and to to take a look around at their stuff. A lot of it was quite familiar because it was just recent releases, so Tiny Teens Wonderlands, WWE 2K22, and NBA 2K22. But yeah. we got a chance to check out um, some other, you know, smaller independent pu- independent publishers and developers that were there. And the one thing I particularly wanted to shout out was uh, Devolver Digital had uh, quite a few things that they brought down. Um, got to play some of the new Shadow Warrior for the first time. That was a lot of fun. Nice. Um, nice. First impression seems incredibly Doom inspired, uh, and not particularly similar or you know reminiscent of Shadow of Shadow Warrior Two or One for that matter. Um, you know, oh, okay. so for better yeah. or for worse, I guess you know it depends what you wanted from that series. Um, but the one thing that I played that isn't actually out yet that I thought people might want to hear about in some capacity is Trek to Yomi, which oh, um, nice. I, when you a, said. When you said Devolver Digital, I was hoping you were going to be into yeah. it because I'm I'm curious. That was like one of the because like a lot of the other stuff they brought, it was weird. Like they went to a, like a, a hip hop and happening event, and it was like Inscription was there and Loop Hero was there, and I was like, I get it, but like you know, I don't need to. I didn't come out to Tobacco Dock to sit and play Loop Hero for yeah, yeah. Like you know. what's the USP of WASD? Yeah, exactly. Um, that's also rhyme. So like, well. Spitting bars I, out I, here. God-given skills, Jamie. Yeah. They can so, take them where I get them. Trek to Yomi, then. Uh, I, I guess by the sounds of things, we'll probably all be playing. Does it come out next month? I don't even know. It's not that far off. And I think it's going to be on Game Pass anyway. So yeah. I'm not going to say too much or anything that's going to like break extraordinary new ground. I just felt that it was a bit of a mismatch when it came to the quality and the intrigue surrounding the presentation and some of the story hooks um, and some of the you know the very visual and aesthetic elements that immediately stand out when you see that game and what it actually felt like to play. Um, mm, mm. A lot of these sort of like generally speaking, like the, the traverse elements because it kind of blends two D and three D in weird ways where oftentimes it will just be straight side scrolling presentation. Other yeah. times it will almost be like a forward and backwards movement. And other times it takes completely different camera angles and t- like very always very cinematic. But the camera will move where it needs to be to get the best presentation out of each scene um, and screen, I guess, subsequently. But it was yeah. the combat itself that just didn't really flow. The, the, the I, I kept thinking I was talking to someone else who, who was there who we were there with who was also playing it around whether or not we missed something because we had one of those little printouts of the controls where. When you um, use the light attack multiple times in a row, there was no, there were no combos, there were no chaining of animations. It was this one sort of like very you know quick thrust attack that then got you know that then replayed indefinitely, and it was very hard <laughs> to get. It was very hard to feel like a sense of flow in the combat, and like again, a, a big part of that could have been because the demo we played didn't really have a very clear tutorial, but in the end, it was a lot of just sort of. 
I'm going to walk forward until a group of enemies come out. I'm going to block or tie my blocks to parry. And then I'm going to do two heavy attacks. Because for some reason, they, those animations did seem to chain together. And you kind of got like a downward slash, upward slash. Um, and that would deal <clears throat> yeah, with most yeah. enemies in one. Um, not the best environment to play a game like that in. I want to say that up front. And it's yeah. more than uh, <clears throat> likely, if not you know, extremely likely that we just missed a few tricks given the nature of the demo we played and how it was presented to us. But did it just it kind just, of like drop you in, or did you go through like tutorial? No, it dro- it dropped you in. We just had um we had the controls, but otherwise we were very much thrown in at the deep end. Is it a situation of you were playing the Cuphead tutorial, didn't really understand what the Cuphead tutorial was I, trying to tell you to do? I mean. It's possible. I don't think it was quite as bad as that one egregious example because while that you know involved a guy bouncing his head off a wall like for ten minutes straight, we were making progress and we were killing people and we were getting past groups of enemies and mini bosses, and so it felt like this thing of like, damn, I wish there was a clearer indicator that I was playing this game wrong. But there's actually lots of indicators that I'm playing it right and it just doesn't feel or control the way I'd like mm. it to. Mm. Um, but I'm going to leave a huge amount of space in my mind, and I want it to exist in everyone listening's mind, that there's, again, was some disconnect there because of the nature of the demo and how we played it, that yeah. it will be far better um, at full release. But like compared to something like Ghost of Tsushima, where, again, those animations and the different combinations of moves, like with mixing up lights and heavies and so on and parries, felt so smooth and so right. That seemed yeah. to be, at first glance, what Trek to Yomi was missing, which is sad because it goes in much harder, as we already know, on the um, the Kurosawa sort of art style, that black and white presentation, low, like, really keen eye to detail on the cinematography. Also loved the kind of the classic old school exaggerated gore effects, you know, the kind of like the huge blood spurts. With Splurt, each, yeah, yeah. Yeah, stuff like that is always really cool. Um, yeah, there's lots of potential there. I just hope that I got the wrong end of the stick on the gameplay. We'll see. Mm. Well, I guess that's a good thing that's coming to Game Pass then. <laughs> yes. Um, I feel like every time you say that, that's kind of like you know a blessing and a curse. And it's like a compliment and also like a put down at the same time. Um, <laughs> yeah. But it's nice when that happens. Yeah. But, although I have been missing a lot of stuff on Game Pass lately. lately. Oh, dude. I mean, like Guardians of the Galaxy is on Game Pass and I haven't picked it up. Partly because I don't have time to play games at the moment. But also partly because when I do have time to play games, I just play Elden Ring. Yeah. Like, the new Life is Strange just came to Game Pass. We yeah. West, uh, like, debuted on Game Pass. Oh, yeah. And that looks so cool, man. Yeah. It looks that, really, really cool. There's a point-and-click uh, game, I, I think sort of a narrative-driven, text-heavy point-and-click game called Norco that came out at the end of March that has been getting some really interesting buzz. I really kind of wanted to play that. Even, I'm just looking now, like, I forgot Kentucky Route Zero just, like, came out, like, a game I'd been meaning to play for years, and it's there yeah. now, but it's like, yeah. when am I going to oh. commit? I don't know. Oh, tell me about it, dude. Like, you know, I, I'm looking at stuff like Guardians of the Galaxy, I'm like, oh, I really want to play that. Uh, even on my Steam library, like, I'm kind of thinking <laughs> to myself, man, I, I'd like to get back to, like, back onto some Risk of Rain 2. I'd like sure. to get back into Loop Hero. I'd like to get back into... Um, Oh fucking the worst one for me at the moment is got this like serious itch to get back into my playthrough of um Divinity Original Sin 2. Oh wow, okay, yeah, sure. That could um, be cool though. That's a good game. Yeah, it is a fan- fucking fantastic game. And I obviously want to pick up where I left off because I got a decent amount of progress on there, but I also know that that's like 
that's going to be a long fucking thing if I had to get into it. Yes. Um, but it's also, a big like, time commitment. Th- there's been a big update to Vampire Survivors that I haven't done. Um, I haven't played Dota in, like, I don't know, two months, maybe? See, I, th- I hear that. I think that's a good thing. I think that liberated you. It, it, it did liberate me, but I, I'm, I am... The, the itch is starting to build because I'm still watching competitive Dota. I'm following the team that I... I'm still watching the team matches of the team that mm. I follow. Um, I'm getting that itch. Like, I haven't played any of the new patch, Jim. First yeah. time, First time ever since I started playing in 2012... That has taken me this long jump in when, a, when there's a new patch there. Yeah, it's like hard. hard. But have you watched an eight hour long video breaking down every single component of the patch? No, not yet. <laughs> okay, okay. That's the real uh, litmus test for me. Yeah, I've no, sat I, next to you in an office for as many years. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Uh, no, but I, I am still kind of like delving into those uh, YouTuber video essays. Okay, yeah. Yeah, and and the one thing that I've really been getting into for some reason, I, th- I think it's because I watched one video of it, and then obviously the YouTube algorithm is just kind of like shoving it down my throat. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm enjoying it, you know. Yeah, really me. Um, is uh, enthusiast board construction video? Okay, that's a YouTube rabbit hole of choice at the moment, is it? Yeah, it is. It it really is. And like, I have like I have no interest, but it's one of those things that like. These people are so passionate about it, and it does seem like a pretty fucking cool thing. And like, there's loads of options and this, that, the other. And you just think to yourself, "Yeah, I should start building myself my own keyboard." And then, and then make you realize, content around it. Yeah, and then you realize it's going to cost like I don't know, five hundred pounds. You're like, maybe I'm not going to do this. Yeah, because if you do it, you want to do it right. You don't want to you want to do it budget, right? Like you totally. I, I don't know. I don't know how you feel about like hobbies, but when I I get into a hobby, I was like, I want to go as maximum as I can afford, which is yeah. not like the high end, but it's like, I really want to fucking go for it. Well, that's how, um, God, what was I watching the other day that was explaining that principle of like psychology and applying it to how companies like Apple design their, um, their, you know, the, the models of their iPhone, for example. Yeah. Yeah. And it was like this weird thing where they found that, um, if, if you, if you, uh, made, a if you made two models of something, the overwhelming majority of people pick the more expensive one. If you make three models of something, the majority of people now pick the middle one because they feel like they're still getting the thing that's better than the worst, but they don't feel like they need the best. But a bigger proportion by the top tier than they than the than the lower tier. So there's now this weird thing of like creating. It's it basically they they. It's all, oh, that's what it was. It was about the pricing of the new iPads and the fact that the latest iPad is now functionally identical to the iPad Pro with some really small changes. Yes, but yeah. It's something. It's this weird price thing where by the time you've made the new iPad the same as the iPad Pro by like adding the memory and so on and so forth that it needs to match it, it's only $50 cheaper than the iPad Pro, so you just jump up. And it's about con- making these sort of connections between price points so that people are always like pushed to go as premium as they can afford because that's what we're inclined to do anyway. Yeah, man. Like, it, I, I totally get that. There was a... I don't know if you remember when Greece was going through their kind of like financial crisis, mm-hmm. right? And they changed. They changed leadership. Like they changed their. Was that as well, that was that as part of the pigs? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So was that Portugal, Ireland, uh, Greece, and Spain? Mm. Um. So 
it seems Chris, Chris is doing a bit better now, from what I can understand. Uh, but at the time, they got a new finance minister. Do you remember this? No. His surname was like uh, Varoufakis. And, it's a good, good surname. Strong. Yes, strong surname. Uh, he had some radical ideas. Uh, one of them was like shouting at Germany saying, hey, give us uh, war reparations for World War II. Okay. <laughs> I mean... But you don't ask, you don't get, right? Yeah, ex- I think that's exactly what they did. They were like, yeah, well, we'll ask. Um, buy us some time. But what was interesting about him is he came into like a more more of a spotlight, like a global spotlight. But so he he's like a, a radical fringe economist. Let's call him that, okay? But before he was uh, hired by the Greek government, he worked for Valve and Steam Oh, on like... Hats. Like psychological pricing and shit like yeah. that, right? Kind of like Crazy, that. That's, right? that. That shit's fascinating to me. Like, especially when you talk about like companies like Apple or or, or Steam, Valve, whatever, uh, Epic, even like they've got like teams of people do psychological pricing, figure out how they can squeeze money from you. Uh, you you think you're getting a deal on the Steam sales, but are you really spending fifty dollars? Yeah. You're not playing any of them. So, oh yeah. Oh yeah, like the sale thing is 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 like that's one of the more well worn things, not just for Steam, but I think it just in general, like that people who the better the discount you think you're getting, the more you're likely to spend compared to what you would have spent originally. Yeah, like you end up spending more on discounted goods than you would have spent otherwise. Yeah, like exactly. Yeah. It, it, except like, for sh- shout out to Epic Games for still fucking releasing free stuff and yeah, true. I mean, free is free. Doesn't matter. Yeah, free. But free. like. Like the, the but the thing you were talking about and the 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 you know, this extremely extreme level of intelligence that the people who um, occupy these positions have is why I often kind of think to myself when I'm looking at these marketplaces or making these purchasing decisions like I've lost no matter how smart I try and be like they've <laughs> they figured me out there are companies out there that know me and my habits and what I'm going to do in the future better than I do and part of it. Part of living in the 21st century peacefully is just accepting defeat and knowing, like, yeah. hey, they're going to get the better of you, whether you like it. Like, you can try and beat the system. It might work. You might save some money. But but by and large, they know what they're doing. Like, they're smarter than you. Yeah, big time. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah, look, I mean, I don't, I don't, other than that, I don't have much of a catch-up, Jamie. I do have one thing, mm. but it's not, it's not gaming-related. Because uh, I think I only managed to play, like, one night of Elden Ring. And that was, that's been it for like gaming. Mm-hmm. Not good, good at all. I mean, I haven't even streamed in. Quite it's like life. A week and a half of that's life. Uh, but no, I've started watching Peacemaker. Hell the, yeah. The spin off series from Suicide Squad, James Gunn's The Suicide Squad. And I think I've only got like episodes left, maybe. Um, and I, I really like it, man. Like, it is, it is like dumb. It's like it's like dumb fuck humor. That's that's yeah. the only way I can I can put it. Um, and it goes some weird places, but it's so enjoyable, man. Like the characters, the dialogue, the just the shit that happens. It's fucking great. It's really really fucking good, and I cannot recommend it enough. Honestly, it's good to like because you hear about you know series like that getting greenlit off the back of movies like The Suicide Squad, which ain't we both agreed at the time, right? We both very much enjoyed that. Yeah, yeah. But you just kind of think like. Okay, are they just trying to piggyback off, you know, the success of that property and the fact that, you know, that their audience already has a reason to stick around and remain subscribed for this? Yes. But at the same time, 
if they can get, like with the case of uh, Peacemaker, obviously John Cena has to stick around, but then yeah. James Gunn sticks around and has total creative control over it. Yeah, and like some he, of the... he's written all the episodes and he's directed like half of them. Right, and I think that's what gives you faith that actually, while of course it is a smart move for HBO Max in terms of subscriber retention, like it's also cool that these things are being made for the sake of like giving these creators a platform to just do fun shit. People yeah. like James Gunn. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and like, wouldn't say I'm like a big James Gunn fan. Like, obviously, I, I like the first Guardians of the Galaxy as an example. Uh, I thought the second one was okay. Uh, I liked uh, I liked the Suicide Squad very much. And and the, the best thing is that stuff I liked about the Suicide Squad did yeah. mostly revolve around Peacemaker anyway. It, know, yes, so, I mean, he is, he's, a, he's a great character. Oh, he, I mean, the, the best scene in the whole fucking movie was between him and Idris Elba like oh it's fucking golden yeah. but good scene yeah it, it, it's a good media and what I really like about it is because Peacemaker is such a weird character isn't he that like even DC themselves would be like yeah do whatever the fuck you want with him yeah. and like as I was watching this I was like oh okay like DC were cool with this <laughs> it's, it's, no, legitimately you're like oh wow okay but, but like, there's there's one bit where like first episode where he's like peacemakers like I don't know it's not really a prostitute but one chick that she that he picks up in the bar and he's taking her from behind and then he's just shouting freedom like <laughs> like it's yeah. such like puerile humor but it's so great but yeah like to say oh yeah it's got a DC stamp on it Ballsy. I think that's what DC are doing well in like the post uh, DC EU environment is they're just saying like fuck it, you know we tried our best to kind of wrangle all these characters together and and make something out of it. It didn't work. Let's yeah. string these out into their own projects um, and their own properties and let interesting people do interesting things with them. And yeah. if you've got someone like James Gunn on the line. Um, especially if you've kind of briefly stolen him away from Marvel for a little while, like you squeeze everything you can, you get you get all the blood from that stone that can be drawn, you know. <laughs> yeah, um, totally. And like speaking of which, you know who else is getting the same treatment as uh, yeah. Peacemaker? Uh, Penguin, Colin Farrell's yes, yes, Penguin yes. getting a spin-off series as well. So yeah. clearly a formula that they're you know experimenting with, which again makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the thing, right? Like if you can't compete with Marvel, you're if your attempt at competing with Marvel fails, then try something else. But yeah, yeah. highly and, recommend. And you know what? I'd rather, like, having not seen any of it that's aired so far, but just based off gut reactions, I'd rather watch the Penguin series than Moon Knight. That's just where my head's at right now. Because, <laughs> like, I gather Moon Knight's probably not bad, but it really fucking looks dumb. Um, and I, yeah, I know that's not fair. There's probably some Marvel fans out there that are annoyed, but that, that's my gut reaction. Yeah, I, I get you. I'm I'm the same with a lot of the Marvel kind of shows. I really like Loki though, but whatever. Um, yeah. But yeah, I and on this, I had a thought, Jamie. Yeah. I mean, obviously, we do the catch up, and and people like the catch up because you know we cover games occasionally. Um, but what do you think about like? Sometimes we don't have a catch up, and we just have like a a recommends section. Yeah, I think that makes sense. Because that kind of broadens it out. Like, you could recommend, like, a fucking monster flavor, uh, a TV show like Peacemaker, recommend, like, uh, Estimation Technique, like, I mean, Stranger, 
uh, you know, whatever fills your boots. When 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 we've spoken before, you, me, and Jonesy off recording and off camera, you mm. know, I I feel like I've been one of the voices that's been like the catch up. We don't need to force the catch up. Like oh, yeah. one of the things I think I've been pretty good at for um, a couple of like a, a while now, after kind of like making it a rule for myself, is I'll never talk about a game. Well, like multiple times in a row, unless I feel like I've actually got something else to say. Like, yeah. because at some point, like the catch up just being a diary of like, here's what I did this week. I played some, I played some more Dying Light 2 this week. Like, what does that mean to anyone else out there? It doesn't really mean anything. So, yeah. recommend it. Like, it's something like that that could make it a, a, you know, more of, give it more of a, a pointed tip when it comes to its purpose the, and the, you know, the value it brings to a product like this. And that's why we are the, the best podcast that people have never listened to. Wow, I like that. We can we can make that work. We can put that on a t-shirt, I'm sure. But then the people that would buy the t-shirt potentially be the people that have listened to the podcast. Therefore, it's not really accurate, is it? Yeah, but then if you put a not at the end of it, then it's like a reverse thing, and it's like a three. It's like a triple negative, and it's true. like like a like a Borat not exactly it, yeah, with a line break to to indicate how big the pause was. And then what if you put a strike through through the knot and then it's kinda of like not um, it's the it's it? the it's the best podcast you've never listened to, not not. So it's you have listened to it if you strike strike out the knot. The person wearing it will have listened to it. I think. Wow. No, maybe I'm wrong though. Probably. We need another negative in there, basically. It's well, not it's not the best podcast you've ever listened to. Not, not with a strike through, and uh, brackets kinda, yeah. And people wonder why we don't have merch. <laughs> it's just gonna be a, a t-shirt full of words trying to say something that doesn't actually say anything. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay, uh, Jamie. You know, talking about something that uh, is say, trying to say a lot but not saying anything. Um, you know, one might say something that's nonsensical, right? Okay. Yes. As and in something speak- that doesn't make any sense, right? Ex- exactly, exactly. Okay. And speaking of something that doesn't make any sense, hey, fucking, guess what? Kingdom Hearts 4 has been announced. It's a thing. Can you fucking believe it? It's not going to make any sense to anyone. It's going to be this convoluted mess, uh, and it's going to be a 50-50 split between people that absolutely will fucking die on the Kingdom Hearts <laughs> hill, and the other 50% are going to be like, yeah, I don't give a shit about this fucking weird, uh, weird stuff. I wonder which team you're on. Uh, I've never played a Kingdom Hearts game, so fuck it. Me neither, <laughs> and I own one. <laughs> right. Um, uh, yeah. But yeah, so so look, um, a couple of days ago, there was the Kingdom Hearts 20th anniversary, I don't know, stream, event, whatever you want to fucking call it, where they showed off like their plans for the 20th anniversary. Uh, a few things. There was some weird fucking mobile game called like Kingdom Hearts Missing Link or some shit. I mean, I wasn't really paying much fucking attention. Like, Fair enough. I very much surface skimmed this. But yes, Kingdom Hearts 4 was announced, which I guess was kind of like a decent surprise for a lot of people, whether you're like interested in the series or not, because the time between Kingdom Hearts 2 and Kingdom Hearts 3 was absolutely fucking yeah. mental. mental. I, think that's, I think that's why this caught me off guard. Like, Yeah, it caught I, me off guard as well. Yeah. I, I, um, I, yeah, I don't know. Um, and obviously it's going for, if anyone's kind of watched the footage, it's a lot less of a cartoony aesthetic and more of kind of like, I, I, I don't know any other way to say it other than like AAA 2022, 
Square Enix. Right? I mean, yeah, sure. That works. Like kind of real, realistic faces, but they're still very much like anime. Um but now with the fucking Kingdom Hearts setting. I will say one thing. They were fighting this big, like black shadowy monster in uh in in Japan, like Japan City. Mm-hmm. And and like yeah, it, it just kind of felt like a bit of a cop out. Like, oh, you've made this big thing that they're fighting that's wrecking the city all around. Yes. And it's just black and doesn't have much texture to it. That's a fucking cop out. Yeah, but isn't that all what Kingdom Hearts enemies always are? They were like weird, sort of like shadowy blobs. Still, like, maybe because it was a limitation of PS2 at the time, but is it, are we there now? Really? Yeah, I know, I know what you mean. They could have done something a little bit more interesting. I just thought the whole thing, like, from the aesthetic to like the the character designs, like again, I, I wasn't super familiar enough with you know Kingdom Hearts three and backwards to know what like Sora looked like perfectly in my mind, but I had an idea, and I looked yeah. at this new version. I was like, something just looked weird and off about it all. And like you mentioned, that sort of slightly more realistic um, sort of look that's being brought into the it just didn't blend well for me and there were still elements of like that design and the size of the hands and the feet and the faces and stuff <laughs> like that it was just like this is just a weird mishmash of looks that like i hope is very early because it just doesn't it also like, I, I liked the thing i did like about kingdom hearts 3 and there wasn't much was the kind of the pop and the color and the vibrance of yeah some of those yeah. sequences largely because they were set in disney environments but yeah i don't know it, it was a weird it was a weird trailer in a number of yeah. different ways. Yes, indeed. And uh, part of the graphical fidelity of it, I guess, is because uh, it's been upgraded to Unreal Engine 5. That's what they're using. And effectively in the trailer, like Sora wakes up in a room that's going to be... It's like a room in a high-rise block, which you would imagine people live in Japan, Tokyo, <laughs> wherever. <laughs> and that's kind of be going to be your base or... Uh, lack of a better word, your belfry. Oh yeah, great, thank you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But you're right, it, it kind of, it was, uh, oh, apparently it's Shibuya. Okay, fine, Shibuya. And it's not related to the world ends with you, Shibuya. Shibuya, boo, boo, boo. It's late, all right, I'm tired, leave me alone. Um, but yeah, just kind of like, like being set in the actual world instead of these fine, fantastical settings, which it will be, it will be, but that's not necessarily what they showed off. Yeah. Um, I just got kind of like a feeling of like OKV. Oh, right, weird. But but whereas I think OKV was intriguing and seemed to gel between this yeah. kind of like ultra realistic world with weird, stupid, fucking looking characters running around well, in a way that this didn't kind of feel like it worked. Yeah, OKV had like a shine or almost like a polish to it that uh, it, it had was... that pop that you were talking about. Yeah, and... whereas like. This one seemed like maybe like weirdly desaturated. Yeah, there is a slightly flat feeling to a lot of what was going on in this early look at Kingdom Hearts 4, which again, they might lose in the coming months, years, fuck only knows. Um, But for the time being, it just is a bit odd, and it just didn't help the trailer pop or stand out in any meaningful way. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, you know, I, I would love to know from people uh, what they thought of the Kingdom Hearts thing, if they, like, especially if you're a fan of Kingdom Hearts, what you thought. Like, I haven't really been like following the, the um, lack of a better I, word discourse around it. You know, 
I don't think people who play the games even follow the discourse that much anymore because it's like it's everything, whether you're talking about the games themselves or the discourse around them, everything just seemed convoluted. And the one thing that confuses me about all of this is that like, it's not that I didn't think a Kingdom Hearts 4 could exist, but I thought the whole point was like, we kind of got there. Like we got to the point where most people accepted that the story was ridiculous. It made no sense. You had to pay attention to so many bizarre different minutiae just to get a basic hold of or a grip on what was going on and like they're opening that door again i i thought there was something definitive about kingdom hearts 3 in its timing and the way it was presented and i guess i completely misinterpreted that it's well, bizarre you, you never opened the game jamie so how would you know you was true it. my copy is still sealed if anyone wants to buy it from me i will charge you a reasonable price of 49.99 great british pounds get wow, in touch full, full price yeah uh but jamie that's not the that's I mean, that's a take it or leave it kind of thing for me and seemingly for you as well. But there is a layer to this, a subtext, Jamie, yes. which is right up our fucking alley, okay? Because Kingdom Hearts 4 did appear on a leaked list of games, upcoming games, that was data mined from NVIDIA's GeForce Now streaming service. Remember, remember. we covered this on the on the podcast, like, whenever it dropped, like, last year, I believe? Yes, I remember it well. And at the time, interestingly enough, NVIDIA didn't deny the leak. In fact, quite the opposite. They said, no, this is real, Mm -hmm. but it's all just placeholders and speculation and not indicative of any actual releases. Correct, yeah. Since then, I mean, (laughs) fucking, fucking surprise, surprise, so many things have been kind of... Kind of confirmed and uh, released even. So let's kind of take it back. Okay, so last September was when the the massive list of potential PC games, worth noting PC games because it's for NVIDIA's GeForce Now kind of streaming service. So not talking about any console stuff. Uh, A Ukrainian developer was able to mess around with the back end of, you know, something. Take my Oh, I see. Yep, I'm with you. Uh, and accidentally accessed a list of games that weren't officially support, supported by GeForce, as well as a bunch that didn't even exist. And this kind of, you know, caused a bit of a quote-unquote head-scratch moment. Uh, and of course, NVIDIA responded saying they kind of didn't deny it, but then they didn't uh, like, not deny it. I don't know. Anyway, and then on this list, of course, there was God of War which was, at the time, PlayStation exclusive. And everyone was kind of like, oh, what? God of War's going to come to PC? And sure enough, Sony confirmed that the 2018 PS4 exclusive would arrive on PC in early 2022, which it did, to decent acclaim. Then in February, the leak got its biggest boost yet because Square Enix revealed a Chrono Cross remaster titled The Radical Dreamers Edition, which, by the way, as an aside, apparently runs a lot worse than it ran on the PS2. Oh, great. Love that. Or PS1, whatever it fucking was. So go figure what they were doing. That, that's, that's like peak Square Enix. Fucking remaster something and it fucking works worse. Square peak, Nix. Okay. Yeah, understandable. 10% that never happened. Um, fans have been, obviously, and us, in, us as well, we've been reevaluating the list now, with yet another game that has been confirmed uh, in uh, Kingdom Hearts 4. So obviously there's talk of a Final Fantasy Tactics remaster and a Tactics Ogre remaster, and we know that 
uh, Tactics Ogre Reborn was seemingly trademarked in Japan. So, like, if that's a thing, that's adding more fuel to the fire, Jamie. You see what I'm what I'm getting here? We are oh, uh, yeah. emulating ourselves, okay? Emulating. Uh, a number of sequels listed in the leak have also since been confirmed. We're talking about Crisis 4, which was confirmed mm-hmm. in January. Capcom teased Street Fighter 6 in February. And obviously Square Enix announced Kingdom Hearts 4. The leak also contained an entry, you know, putting it out there, for an untitled Respawn game. And earlier mm-hmm. this year, we know that Respawn confirmed it was working on three games, one of them being Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order 2, which we're probably going to learn about, like, next month. Yes, um, we will, I'm sure. The leaked listings also mentioned a few, you know, project code names, as it were, uh, from several companies, including Ubisoft and Microsoft. So while NVIDIA tried to kind of shrug off the leak, a friend, uh, Ubisoft was busy sending DMCA takedowns to have the listings removed. Obviously, that's like a fucking trade secret, right? But Kotaku reported last week that one of the things on the list, Project Over, also contained in the leak, is the next mainline game in the Ghost Recon series. So, you know, there's... Might not be fire, Jamie, but there's smoke, and where there's smoke, there's fire. Yeah? You get what I'm saying? How, how, many, analogy, how many more analogies do you have uh, on the kind of uh, no smoke without fire kind of line of thinking? I'm trying to squeeze out as many as possible. Okay, okay. I hope we've got room for a few more. <laughs> um, but some other things that uh, haven't happened as of yet is, yeah, but they also kind of seem likely at this point, just a matter of time. But Returnal and Horizon Forbidden West coming to PC. Yeah, I could see those both happening. Yeah. I mean, that just kind of seems like a PlayStation Studios strategy at this point. Exactly. Um, but there are more out there entries. Okay, we're talking about a Half-Life 2 remaster. Hmm. Which not impossible. I but I wonder if that's like just the the update that they had to Half Life Two when the Steam Deck came out. Oh, see, that's the thing with everything in this in this leak, right? Is someone at some point typed it into a database and called it what they called it, but who knows what it was referring to? Yeah, there are some examples of them getting the naming perfect on unannounced <laughs> titles. There's other situations where you know. There's room for there's wiggle room in terms of what yeah. they're actually referring to. Yeah, questionable. Well, one of the things that you would imagine would be pretty fucking straightforward if you knew about it was Titanfall three, right? Like fucking a mm. new mainline Titanfall thing, which kind of seems inevitable. But Respawn has repeatedly said while they are planning to do it, it's not happening now. You know, they could be keeping a place to their chest. Who the fuck knows? Uh, some other notable entries, Jamie. You, you, you ready for this? I'm ready. Hit I, me. I, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to... I'll tell you what. I'll quickfire them. Yeah. And you tell me... You tell me two things. How excited you are or not. Or okay. whether you think they're likely. Uh, in words or numbers? Uh, how, you decide, buddy. Okay. I, I'm just, I'm just going to shout names at you. All right? And you sure. do the rest. Let's do it. Jesus, take the wheel. Helldivers 2. Uh, not particularly excited, but seems plausible. Yes. Demon Souls remake, obviously being on the PC. Not for me, but now that Sony own uh, Bluepoint outright, possible. Yes, okay. Gears 6. Inevitable at some point. Yes, agree. Final Fantasy, Final Fantasy 9 remake. Not in the same way that 7 was remade, but something, sure. Yeah, okay. Resident Evil 4 remake has been massively rumored. Yep, that seems like a no-brainer at this point. 
Yeah, I'd, I'd agree with that, like an inevitability. Dragon's yeah. Dogma 2. That's an interesting. <laughs> this has got to be one of those no smoke without fire situations. It's just, I mean, it's been a long time since Dragon's Dogma, but you hear the Dragon's Dogma 2 being thrown around so much that I think something happens at some point. I just don't know when. Or what, Jamie, even. Jamie, if the stove is on and the pot is boiling, pasta's ready to go in, baby. I like that. Okay. I've never yeah. heard that before. Is that, is that a CJ original? Yeah, I, literally off the top of my dome right now. Perfect. Um, Monster Hunter 6. Don't I mean, un- the, yeah, I don't know what the fucking name is. Yeah, like the, 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 the line- yeah, the Monster Hunter lineage is weird when it comes to numbers. Is there going to be more Monster Hunter? Yes, there's going to be shitloads more Monster Hunter in the coming years. <laughs> All right, th- this is a cool one. Bioshock RTX remaster. I mean, it's a weirdly specific thing, although it, like, there are a few other examples of this that have come up on the list. I yeah. don't know why. I don't... It's possible. Like, But then there's also like weird things like Bioshock was technically already remastered once for the PlayStation 4 and the Xbox One as part of the, yeah. the trilogy they re-released. Is there a, another version that gets remastered again with ray tracing support that maybe comes out, you know, alongside a new Bioshock? Potentially, like you can't you can't count it out. It just feels a bit odd. Yeah, I, I would say though, if any title could look fucking amazing with an RTX remaster, like Bioshock, it's the. Book. I mean, that game is like puddle reflections of the game. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, then, of course, we got speaking of Bioshock, we got Bioshock. Interestingly. 2022. Yeah. Obviously, at this point, the year almost certainly seems wrong, but more Bioshock? Yes, that sounds like something that's going to happen. I mean, we know that they are working on a new Bioshock, right? Yeah, yeah, almost or, or, certainly. Or confirmed rumor. Um, confirmed rumor. Uh, continuing on the RTX remaster tradition that you were talking about, uh, Mirror's Edge RTX remaster. Again, a game that, you know, shiny buildings reflect yeah. things. But then there's also like a really kind of like matte element to Mirror's Edge that actually isn't that shiny, if you know what I mean. Um, This one seems odd, especially because I think personally that EA's relationship with Mirror's Edge is really strained right now because people begged them for years to go back to it. They did, and no one bought it. Arguably because it wasn't that great, shout out Mirror's Edge Catalyst, but still, this seems like a suspect one to me, but, but it's not impossible, not impossible. Yeah, so maybe, maybe it's one like a let's see how Dead Space works out kind of situation. Yeah. Uh, then we've got Tekken 8, which, again, I, I, I believe is like, you know, you talk about Tekken, you talk about Soul Calibur. These are inevitabilities. Yeah. Uh, I, don't, that, I, I don't... Sorry. Yeah. I was just saying that, that could purely be speculation. They look at when Tekken 7 came out, they're like, you know what, it's probably about time for this. Let's right. Like, to say in. that this won't happen, you're looking at the odds at which... They just arbitrarily decide to stop making Tekken games after Tekken 7, and the odds of that seem like zero. So yeah. essentially, this will happen. Yeah. Almost inevitably. Um, an interesting one for, from my perspective is uh, XCOM 3. Yeah, I can, see, I, I can see them going back to the well on that. Obviously, Firaxis are working on that Marvel game at the moment, right? Which seems yeah. like it's going to take up most of their time. But I, yeah, like, why would you not go back to the well on XCOM? Critically acclaimed, seems like it's been a successful franchise revival for them over across the first two entries. Kind of a bit of a no-brainer. Yeah. Injustice 3? Yeah, I think that will happen at some point. Again, like, the, the, I don't know what NetherRealm are working on now. There's been all kinds of rumors about, you know, whether or not Injustice has been, like, had, like knocked on by the weird situation with the DC licenses and... Uh, yeah, everything that was going on with Warner, um, but NetherRealm are not going to stop making games. 
NetherRealm are not going to stop making fighting games. And for as long as they're in that market, there are two franchises they can probably add to. Uh, and I think they will <laughs> add to both. Yeah, uh, that, of course, being Mortal Kombat 12, where there was a bit of a tease, whether it was a troll tease or not, uh, like that did happen this year. Um, yeah. Metal Gear Solid 2 and 3 HD, which is, I mean, weird. Yeah, weird because again, like the naming here has been consistent across the board. Like, what does an HD version of these games even mean in in today's standards? Yeah, but also like HD, like no, bro, 4K. Yeah. What? Yeah, literally, exactly. And then you're like, well, again, this are these ports of like the weird versions that got done up for the 360. But then there was also the rumors (laughs) that Konami were getting someone to actually ground up remake Metal Gear Solid Three in the style of those famous pachinko machine cutscenes. Yeah. So, like, yeah. who knows what's going on here? All I know is that whether Kojima's involved or not, and whether Konami are making stuff or not, like, Metal Gear Solid is not a series that's going to be allowed to die outright in the next decade. Stuff will happen. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Uh, and then uh, maybe one of the biggest no-brainers is Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3 Remastered. I mean, yep. it's a trilogy. They've done the first two. Of course, they're going to do the third. Yep, I think the first two, I, I have to imagine they made money relative to how much they cost to remaster. I'd be very surprised if they didn't put a bow on that trilogy at some point. Yeah, it just seems to make sense, right? Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that, that's that's all I've kind of like cherry-picked from the uh, the, the list there. Um, but yeah, just seeming, seeming like, I don't know, man. Like, it, it's made, it, it's worth our listenership and our viewership to just kind of, yeah, go to that list and just start looking at it. Because, yeah, fucking, that shit's, that shit's it, you know, as, as Thanos says, inevitable. Yeah, because I remember when we first looked at it, like one of the examples that stood out to me back in September when we talked about it on the podcast was that the remastered GTA trilogy were there and they I don't think they'd formally been announced yet. It was just still a thing that Kotaku had covered it being like, yeah, this is going to happen. And yeah. so I remember thinking at the time, like, okay, there's something here. I think the real question when it comes to deciphering that leak is finding out the ratio of real stuff, like sensible guesses, and absolute bullshit. And I think what we're learning here over the last half of a month is that the proportion of that list that is real is greater than I'm sure NVIDIA were comfortable with at the time. <laughs> um, but then why not just fucking deny it? Instead of saying, oh, yeah, it's well, a thing, but it's not. I, it's, you know. I, th- I think they probably were worried about the nature of the leak and how it came about that they can't deny it. And then it's one of those Streisand effect yeah. things where if, like, NVIDIA like, uh, were like, oh, yeah, this isn't real at all. And someone was like, this is 100% real, and here's the proof. <laughs> then NVIDIA were like, well, who, who or what are you covering up? Which you mentioned that earlier when there was that weird situation where NVIDIA were like, oh, nothing on this list is actually super real. It's all speculation. While yeah. Ubisoft were like, hey, here's a DMCA. <laughs> um, so there was already weird shit going on. Um, I just... I, <laughs> you can call me spoiled, when, especially when we're looking at things like Dragon's Dogma 2, Final Fantasy, Resident Evil 4 Remake, mm. you know, XCOM 3. I wish there was something a little bit more juicy on here. I wish there was something that was like jaw-droppingly exciting. As opposed yeah. to things that we look at and go like, yeah, okay, like maybe. But yeah. that's that's life. That's crafts. <laughs> that's crafts. I guess it also depends like what you want or what you're into. Like I know for a lot of people, the idea of a Final Fantasy IX remake is oh, like God. 
like fucking top tier, right? Like yeah. Uh, if you're if you're part of the uh, what's it FGC mm-hmm. fighting game community, then you're fucking drooling because it's like you know uh, next Street Fighter, Street Fighter Six, or uh, Tekken Eight, Injustice Three, Mortal Kombat Twelve. Like yeah, you fucking but, laugh but he, either which but- way. This is where we get to the point where it's like we go back to the conversation we had earlier in the podcast about how much of being an insider is just about being sensible. Because, oh, Chris, yeah. if I if I rolled the clocks back an entire year and sat yeah. you down and said, will there be another Tekken? Will there be another Street Fighter? Will there be another Mortal Kombat? Will there be another Injustice? And then if we went off this list and I said to you, will there be another Soul Calibur? And will there be another king of fighters or will there be another fucking guilty gear like you'd probably see yeah say yes to all of them and i think over the passage of time you'd be right like it's just about logic in most cases yeah yeah 100 percent agree which is Ah. why i think and again i'm going to contradict myself here i'm always saying i'm the one bummed out when games are announced in tweets but that like because I'm like, oh, that could have been a big E3 pop moment. But it's <laughs> yeah. also like, yeah, like there's also an internal conflict for me there where I'm like, yeah, it could have been a big E3, E3 pop moment, but it's also inevitable. Like you look at Gears 6 right now. If that if they tweeted tomorrow, like Gears 6 development is underway, come and work for us, I'd probably complain about it. Yeah. But when if Gears 6 had debuted as a trailer at E3, I wouldn't have gone, oh my God, they're making another Gears of War. Who'd have thunk? So it's it's a it's a it's a very weird situation, I guess. Um, yeah, yeah. I I guess maybe it would be a lot, a lot more impactful if say like, um, God of War, right? Yeah, God of War twenty eighteen. Before, like when they when they revealed it, and we didn't know that a God of War was coming. If a leak like this came out, it was like new God of War. You'd be like, yeah. what? Or like, or like, I still remember when um, the Walmart Canada leak happened. Canada leak happened <laughs> yeah, ahead of E3, geez. and it said the words "Rage 2. and I was like, "What the fuck, Rage 2? <laughs> like, they can't make another Rage, and of course they did. There's nothing on here that's quite like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, a, a big kind of thing, and it's kind of like it, it's interesting to see what's going to come out where. It's almost like Plotting a calendar, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. Well, I'm sure there's going to be lots of updates, Jamie. But you know what else is going to have an update? We tell Wee. me. Battlefield 2042, obviously, because its player count continues to drop. And uh, the devs have said that they've got a big update planned with quote-unquote 400-plus improvements to the game. Yeah. Now, I hate to be that guy. Mm-hmm. And I, I, this is not a hot take because loads of people have this take. But why? And, and I think the last time that this happened, it was Cyberpunk when they were like, oh, yeah, here's. Oh, it wasn't Cyberpunk. It was Marvel Avengers where they oh, released a okay. massive patch and they were like, yeah, on this patch, we were addressing over a thousand issues. And my take at the time was like, if you are releasing a patch, that addresses a thousand different issues, even if they're small things. Why did you fucking release the game when you released it? Yeah, I mean, that is the question, right? Um, and <laughs> uh, regrettably, I think the answer is a kind of rather twisted, evil, uh, uh, like pretty. It's it's not unpleasant. 
I guess, ultimately answer, <laughs> which is it's all about money. It's all about hitting your target dates. It's all about being on the market at the right time for the right audience, the right season, you know, like it's about, you know, these the studios the, or the people that, you know, write the checks and the suits at the top, they don't want video game development to go on indefinitely. You know, it's yeah. kind of this thing of the, there's always a carrot dangling. Um, they have to call quits at some point, and it's about looking at that balance sheet of being like, yes, this game is broken, but is it broken enough to tank our sales? Yes or no? No? Yeah. Well, okay, then then let's go for it. The thing that's happening is increasingly they're getting it wrong. And like yeah. you mentioned Cyberpunk, you mentioned Battlefield. I think Avengers' problem was more with the quality of the product itself in terms of the as a game. But like, I think they're both now high-profile examples of times where the really misjudged the extent to which they could put a broken game on the market and get away with it. Yeah, yeah. Even though it's EA and you you think they should have known better because they do it time and time again. It's almost like a cycle. Almost like a flat circle, Jamie. Yeah, yeah. Although, <laughs> there's one thing, like I don't know if this you're going to mention it, but there's one statistic here that actually, like, it, it looks bad for Battlefield 2042, but it's the exactly the reason why EA think they can put a game like Battlefield 2042 on the market. Yeah. And that's we- Battlefield 5's player count. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, um, Battlefield 2042's player count is significantly lower than Battlefield 5. Uh, so, Battlefield 5 have, has an average concurrent viewer player count of, you know, around 11,500. Uh, and we're looking at the same period on Steam, at least. Battlefield 2042 dropped below a thousand. Yeah, that's like, and that's like as of Monday, fast. That's fucking damning, dude. It's horrible. It's like really we, damning. We like... know, like Pizod, for instance. He's fucking. I think he's like top twenty healer, like overall healer in Battlefield Five in the US. Like, fucking big shout-out to Beeswood. That's fucking great accomplishment. But at the same time, like, you've got someone who's so fucking obsessed with Battlefield. A new one coming out should be like, yeah, fucking no-brainer. I'm jumping yep. in on that. And he's jumped back to Battlefield Five because that's the fucking solid game experience, right? Yep. But I think, and, and like, don't get me wrong, Battlefield 2042 might not recover the full way, and it's not going to work out quite as, you know, as peacefully or profitably, as, as EA might have envisioned. But what it is another reminder of is that the games and well-received games in certain franchises like can have incredibly long tails. And and what EA will look at is that, like, hey, that's a reminder that Battlefield 2042 is still going to be relevant in four years' time, especially if another Battlefield game doesn't come out between now and yeah. then. And yeah. the work that we do now, the reason we uh, make 400 improvements in one big patch is because if we can change the conversation, um, you know, by, I, I, I don't even know if there needs to be an arbitrary date put in place, but if we can change the conversation quickly enough, then we can claw back enough of the people who fell off and claw yeah. in enough of a new audience of people who respect the work we're doing. Because again, for some reason, you know, whether it's Rainbow Six Siege or No Man's Sky, like it's one of the more positive things about video oh, game communities. Sure, like one of the more positive things about, like for as pessimistic and negative as gamers can be, we do tend to celebrate, you know, um, sort of, you know, Phoenix stories over, say, like over the initial disappointments. You know, yeah. people are far happier talking about No Man's Sky's new update than they are talking about how much it under delivered. Why? Because that was six years ago and it feels like a lifetime ago and whatever. Whether we like it or not, Battlefield 2042 will get to that point. 
and that's yeah. what EA will be focused on, and that's what updates like this are about. Yeah, but just imagine the the difference if they just released Battlefield twenty forty two as a as a release candidate with these four hundred improvements. Yeah, and then when can... then when does it when does it come out? They look at the schedule. It's like, well, we're not releasing a Battlefield game in the summer. Then it's coming out in the fall, and it's like, well, that's a whole year of game sales that we didn't make. Yeah. And that's what, and that's why they pull the trigger when they pull the trigger. It's all Excellent. money, right? But below a thousand, though. But then again, I mean, that's shocking. Few, that's really bad. You need a few whales in that thousand, and that's all that matters. But you know, like you say, it's shocking. But you know what I read today? What did you read? Fucking many words, Jamie. Concurrent <laughs> um, players on Babylon's Fall. Oh my god! Right? Yeah. Are currently hovering under the hundreds. Fucking hell. And at at one point, there was one day when there was, like, single digits. I mean, Babylon's Fall is a disastrously bad video game. Like, it doesn't (laughs) matter about bugs or glitches. Babylon's Fall is a misjudged, botched video game. Um, Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, that's still paying the price. What a waste of platinum. What a waste big of time, platinum. Big time, big time. That's frustrating, but yeah. <laughs> Very frustrating. Anyway, um, Battlefield 2042's update 4.0 is coming out uh, next week. So, yeah. You know, let's see if it kind of turns the tides because you'd love to see if it does. But at the same time, you do also love a little bit of a dumpster fire. So, yeah, you know, well, everybody hey- wins. As podcasters, we get to talk about it either way. So, like, you know, it's, it's win-win. Just, yeah, it's just fuel for the fire, baby. Like I said, smoke, fire, spaghetti. Okay, easy. Put it in the pot, macaroni in the pot. That's a wet yeah. ass update. Exactly. If you want the wheels to turn, put petrol in the fuel tank. Not too much put, though, because it's fucking expensive. It puts the petrol in the tank, or else it gets the hose again. Exactly. Exactly, Jamie. And Jamie, with that, that's fucking. The end of this disastrous podcast. Disaster cast. We made it. Ooh, I like it. Maybe we bought a new niche. Train wreck Maybe, disaster yeah. cast. Nice. Uh, but yeah, that's it. Do you have a code word for us? Do you have any, any thoughts, Ooh. any ideas? I mean, I'm trying to let me think. There's, there's one thing that came to mind immediately, but I worry if I suggest it as a code word, it kind of looks like a, a weird form of self-promotion. and We're just trying to like beg for money. But for some reason, I really like the idea of patreon.com forward slash pooper show. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. But then it's people fucking... can't put links in comments because everything will look like spam. Like, you know, those oh, comments yeah, we get actually, already. No, you're right. You're right. That can't be it. There's been, there's been loads of spam fucking messages coming, not, not just on our channels. I, I obviously report them, but uh, on YouTube as a whole, it seems like a bit of a... I see it as bots. a sign of success. Like if 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 bots and spammers like are targeting us, we're doing something right. Yeah, fucking primo. Uh, but yeah, that's all we got time for this week. Uh, next week, hopefully there'll be a return of Jamie. Uh, but I don't think that I'm going to be able to be on the show next week. Uh, I'll but be hopefully, here. Jonesy will be here. Yeah, the the Rock, Jamie the Rock, will be here. Um, but yeah, hopefully after that, things will fucking settle the fuck down, and we can get back to business as usual which mm. means talking about games and not talking about games in a weekly podcast format of your choice there we go <laughs> uh thank you so much for 
listening, if you're listening on a podcast platform of your choice, or watching, if you're watching on YouTube, or hey, if you're kind of like taking it easy on paisleyradio.com. And uh, we see you next week. See ya. Bye.